Did you know that Pizza Hut was the biggest pizza chain in the world? I mean, I knew it was big, I just didn't know it was that big. But then, after doing a bit of reading, I found out that it just lost its lead a couple of years ago to Domino's. And apparently, Pizza Hut's growth in sales have been flatlining for a couple of years now, while Domino's has risen by 3,200% since 2010. And just for a point of comparison, the S&P 500 grew by only 164% in this same period. So that's quite incredible. So it made you wonder, what has Pizza Hut been doing wrong? And how did it get to where it is today? This is Chris Garin, and today we're talking about Pizza Hut. Oh, and don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Video versions of these episodes will be uploaded there. And for the latest updates, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. The year is 1958. Dan Carney and his brother, Frank Carney, borrowed $600 from their mom. And $600 in 1958 is around $5,300 a day. And in Philippine pesos, that's around 100,000 pesos. So they borrowed this money from their mom in order to open the first Pizza Hut branch. Oh, and a little fun fact. They chose the name Pizza Hut because their sign only had space for 8 letters. So there's no need for you to look for a deeper meaning behind the Pizza Hut name. Now what's fascinating is that the Carney brothers were both still in college when they launched Pizza Hut. And the two were described as being savants in business. Because instead of taking the get a job after college career path, the two started a business in college which is quite daunting. The first Pizza Hut location was in Wichita, Kansas, and it looks so modest really, but still cool. And if you're into the whole exposed brick look, you're gonna love this one. In six months, they were able to open their second branch, and within a year, Pizza Hut had six locations, and that's truly amazing. In 1959, the Carney brothers decided that it was time to go into franchising. This is when they decided that all locations will use the brick restaurant with a red roof look. Kinda like what you see in the iconic Pizza Hut logo. I just wanted to point out that Pizza Hut's success rides the wave of many famous fast food chains today that have opened around that time. McDonald's opened in the late 1940s and expanded rapidly around 1955. Dunkin' Donuts opened in 1950 and Domino's Pizza opened in 1960, two years after Pizza Hut. By 1973, 15 years after it opened, Pizza Hut had 1,800 stores with sales of up to $225 million annually. And I have to say that for two college kids, growing Pizza Hut at such a rapid rate truly blows my mind. One article mentioned that at that time, before the generation of tech entrepreneurs from Silicon Valley came around, entrepreneurs who went into franchising were considered as the rock stars of business. They were pioneers. Pizza Hut was doing really well during its startup phase, but it's not until the 1980s when Pizza Hut really takes it to a whole new level. The 1980s was the brand's innovation age, where it was launching new products consistently. The man responsible for this is David Novak, hired by Pizza Hut as head of marketing in order to widen the brand's lead over rivals Domino's and Little Caesars. Novak implemented something that every brand should be doing, and that's to create a synergy between the marketing team and the product development team. This killer combination allowed Pizza Hut to bring the marketing team's ideas to life. Novak's orders to his team release a new invention every six to eight weeks. And it gets even more remarkable when you realize that the time it takes to test and release a new pizza is around 18 months. So six to eight weeks is at breakneck speed. During this period, they were able to come up with pizza in a cone, waffle crust pizza, the lover's line, one that includes the meat lovers and veggie lovers, a pizza called the edge, uh, a pizza with toppings filled till the crust. They also had the Bigfoot, a 12 by 24 inch rectangular pizza. And most importantly, the stuffed crust pizza. And there's an interesting story behind this. The stuffed crust pizza was created by Patty Scheibmeier. 
Don't worry, I googled her name and made sure I pronounced it correctly and I think this one's right. So Scheibmeier was hopping from one city to another. She was in charge of doing focus groups at that time. And in one particular focus group, there was a middle-aged man and he kept mentioning something about pizza bones. He was sharing how he'd eat the pizza and leave behind the bones for his dog. And of course, everyone was quite confused what he meant by bones of the pizza. So apparently, what he meant by bones were the crust because he said that nobody ate the crust. So he'd give it to his dog. And so Patty Scheibmeier wrote it on a piece of paper and later that day went to the grocery, bought some string cheese, and rolled it into the crust in Pizza Hut's test kitchen. It wasn't that easy, and it actually took their food scientists several years to patent a recipe that would ensure that the crust wouldn't split open. And the difficulty of this whole project almost got the whole thing scrapped 13 times, including 3 months before it was supposed to be launched. They could have easily killed one of the last remaining reasons why I still love Pizza Hut. Because without the stuffed crust, what's even the point of going there? But yeah, the point is, innovation was part of what made Pizza Hut so successful. These creations boosted sales because they were always so off-field, so it would excite the brand's core customers and draw them back in. But then, after the 2008 crash, Pizza Hut's problems started to emerge. After the recession, all chains were hit hard by the shift in consumer preference. Because everyone was struggling financially, people started going for the reliability, affordability, and convenience of frozen pizzas. And as the economy started to recover, people were still less inclined to dine in and eat at a Pizza Hut location. Instead, they would prefer to have their food delivered. The problem is, historically, Pizza Hut is well known to be a dine-in restaurant. And their stores were all designed to accommodate big headcounts of customers eating there. They did deliver, it's just that they were never really focused on that as much. And you know who was positioned perfectly for this shift in consumer preference? Domino's. Domino's business was built for delivery, and it's not even a feature, it's just who they are naturally from the beginning. Right from the beginning, it has positioned its brand as the one you go for if you wanted pizza to be delivered. And they're known for their 30 minutes or less guarantee, where you get your pizza for free if they can't get it to you in less than 30 minutes. They launched that in 1979 and have since scrapped that promo, but it has solidified Domino's position as the brand that you go to if you want your pizza delivered. In the 2010s, Domino's was outdoing Pizza Hut and everyone else with their delivery app and website. They were even accepting orders via Facebook Messenger and Twitter. So yeah, Domino's has positioned itself perfectly for this. And they didn't stop there. You see, Domino's was known to serve pizza that was mediocre at best. And the brand was pretty honest about this and actually admitted that they did cut corners and opted for cheaper ingredients. He said that, at first, it was just to save a couple of cents here and there, but that ended up lowering the overall quality of the entire pizza. Oh, and they even ran a commercial where they showed people's horrible comments on social media talking about how bad their pizza is. Domino's pizza crust to me is like cardboard. The cardboard complaint is the most common one. This we hear over and over and over. We changed everything. The crust, the sauce, the cheese. Now it tastes better. We started working on the cheese. We've got shredded cheese. Cheese. It's cheese. It's tastier. When you smell it, it's got an aroma to it. I mean. This is what cheese should be. We started working on the sauce. New sauce is bright, it's spicy, it's robust. But I really like this one, and I guess everyone did too. Because Domino's was showing us that they acknowledged it and that they were going to make some changes. And they did. After that campaign, they relaunched their menu, this time focusing on creating the best version of their pizza. And more and more people started getting shocked as to how good Domino's Pizza has become. 
Like, you can see the disbelief. They, they couldn't believe it's from Domino's. People aren't really calling it the best pizza they've ever had, but for something good to come from Domino's at that price point and delivered that quickly, they loved it. So along with their strong delivery game, the relaunched lineup of delicious pizza, and Pizza Hut's laziness to innovate, Domino's started gaining some more ground on Pizza Hut. And you know what Pizza Hut's response was? A major rebrand. So in 2014, in order to modernize the visual identity of the brand to appeal to millennials, Pizza Hut made their logo's fourth refresh in 15 years. But this one actually looks like a major change. And along with this rebrand, Pizza Hut introduced pizza flavors that included premium toppings. Which I'm guessing was its attempt to be more of a fast casual restaurant, which is the last thing you would expect Pizza Hut to be. The brand introduced flavors such as honey sriracha, ginger boom boom, drizzled in balsamic, I don't know. They basically had the classic flavors, but they had variations with these weird names. They had one called Skinny Beach, Pretzel Piggy, it just, it feels a bit weird and a bit desperate. But I understand, this move was to make the brand more youthful, but people saw it as a move of a middle-aged brand that's trying to be relevant. All these changes in identity and positioning, they do affect people greatly because Pizza Hut was introducing a new version of itself. But the problem is, you couldn't really tell anymore what pizza was great for, what made Pizza Hut different. And what's sad is that, in 2019, Pizza Hut brought back its old logo, the retro one. So in recent years, there's been a rise in the popularity of everything retro. With all the pop culture throwbacks that Stranger Things reignited, I guess this is one of the reasons why it brought back its retro logo. And it said that it's not outright replacing the 2014 logo, but they'll be using it interchangeably. It's just that this one feels like a desperate attempt from Pizza Hut. It kind of feels like it's all because of Domino's threat. Probably made them think, oh, during that time when we were crushing Domino's, what did we have then that we didn't have now? Oh, that's right, our old logo. It's just that I don't think an old logo could actually bring you back to the glory days. And here's a bit of a flaw in their thinking of bringing back the old logo. Because the whole point of bringing back the retro look was to draw in millennials. And the old logo features the red roof of Pizza Hut. Pizza Hut said that this could make their customers nostalgic to a time when their parents brought them there to Pizza Hut. And they're hoping that this nostalgia would make customers bring their own families. But then, would millennials feel nostalgia for something that appeared before any of them were born? So I don't know if that makes sense. But then, I don't think it really did much for Pizza Hut. In 2017, Domino surpassed Pizza Hut as the global industry leader for the first time. And also for the first time, Pizza Hut has lost the title of America's largest pizza chain by sales. A chart that I found shows you the incredible growth of Domino's. It's just an upward trend since 2010. All this while Pizza Hut is just flatline stagnant. But don't count out Pizza Hut just yet, because it has finally taken the steps to change where it matters most, delivery and quality. They've announced that they'll be closing 500 dine-in restaurants all over the country as they move to build a modern delivery asset base. And they've begun to redesign their stores to become smaller and more focused on delivery. Smaller stores mean less overhead, which will help them lower their costs. And it'll also require smaller investment from new franchisees, which will reignite growth. I should also point out that even though Pizza Hut is struggling in the US, its international sales are doing really well. And as for the Carney brothers, well, funny thing is, 
Frank Carney actually became a franchisee of Pizza Hut's rival, Papa John's, and he's owned 133 locations, but he'd later on sell it. Both brothers have given back a lot to the community, especially Dan Carney. He's the chairman of the board of the Cerebral Palsy Research Foundation of Kansas, and is part of the board of the Wichita Red Cross, Wichita Community Foundation, and several other charities. It's always good to know that the brothers never forgot where they came from, and even at this age, they've continued to be very successful. Now if only Pizza Hut can do the same. So that's about it guys, now you know about the brand origin story of Pizza Hut. Our next episode will be another brand disaster, so if you're interested in that one, please subscribe to our podcast. This episode is made by Partizan, a social media marketing agency that makes content based on news and current events. For more details, visit PartizanBrands.com. Until the next episode, this is Chris Garin.